for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. We have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Welcome everyone to True Patriot Ministries, and thank you for joining us again today. If you have not done so yet, feel free to visit us on our website, truepatriotministries.org. And you can reach out via email at reachout, R-E-A-C-H, O-U-T at truepatriotministries.org or you can reach us uh, via Facebook Messenger. You can find our Facebook page and contact us through there. And um, yeah, it's I'm glad you're here. And today I want to talk about something that it really does affect a lot of people around the world. Not just here in America, but everywhere. And it has for um, hundreds, thousands of years, actually. And, and I know that sounds extreme, but it's true. Um, now, what I want to talk to you about today is suffering with anxiety. And it is something that, like I said, a lot of people have suffered with. And, and different backgrounds. Anxiety is, it doesn't discriminate. It, it doesn't care who you are, where you come from, what color your skin is, um, you know, whether you're male or female. It, it, it just doesn't care. If it can affect you, it will. And like I said, if, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today. So if you're not a believer, uh, just bear with us, especially if you have... Um, gone through a lot of medical experiences with this you've been to doctors you've been to you know whoever psychiatrist psychologist it doesn't matter and the medical approach if it's had very little success for you if you still are suffering with debilitation listening and walking with us through this is, is not going to hurt you any um, my my hope and my prayer would be that it would bless you and that you would come away with some improvement, if not total improvement. Because we want you, no one, no one should be lost to anxiety. Not a single person. I, quite honestly, the Lord does not want anybody lost, period. And so... It's really on my heart to, to get this message out there because there are people out there in this world, you need this. You need this desperately. And because you're desperate, I pray you listen to this all the way through. Um, 
I've got another podcast that I did, uh, you know, just a few weeks ago uh, called From Suicide to Salvation. Anxiety plays a part in suicide. And so you may glean some more out of that message also. So go back and listen to that one when you're finished with this. But I want you to know, first of all, I want you to know, Jesus Christ came and paid for you personally and I I want you to receive that if you can't receive it just yet that's fine keep listening okay I, I there's multiple podcasts here and and just keep listening but Jesus loves you God loves you and he would not anybody he doesn't want anybody lost he wants everyone to come home to him and so Anxiety, you know, I, I like to use the, the 1828 uh, Noah Webster's Dictionary. It's a great app. You can get it on, uh, for Apple iPhones, you can get it. And for the, the Google Play Store, you can get it. And so it defines anxiety as concern or solicitude respecting some event, future or uncertain which disturbs the mind. That's key. It disturbs the mind. And it keeps the mind in a state of painful uneasiness. That's a very good description. It goes on to say it expresses more than uneasiness or disturbance. And even more than trouble or solicitude. It usually springs from fear or serious apprehension of evil. And involves a suspense respecting an event. And often a perplexity of mind to know how to shape our conduct. In medical language, uneasiness, unceasing, restlessness in sickness. Um, and like I said, a lot of people suffer from it. A lot of different reasons. As a veteran, I'm always uh, aware of the veterans. And, and I try to be aware of what they go through. Now, I will say... So I served in the United States Army in the early 90s. Um, I did not serve in combat. So I cannot relate to somebody directly who has uh, suffered through combat. But I can relate to them through the military. So if you are a veteran, a combat veteran, and, and you've experienced some things, uh, you're not alone. And that's key. I know you hear that a lot. Everybody says you're not alone. Well, you're truly not. You never are. Especially if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because Jesus will never leave you and he won't forsake you. He's always there with you. So veterans, I, ha I, I have a special place in my heart for veterans. Um, and there are a lot of veterans who come back from combat and from overseas experiences that cause them anxiety and anxiety you know i understand anxiety to have triggers i know for me it did uh, and it if left unattended those triggers become closer and closer to the surface they become very unpredictable um it, it's just it's so difficult to deal with because you get to a point where you just don't know 
can I do it today or can't I? You know, or how long am I going to be able to experience a sound mind before, you know, things start looping and I get off and, and whatnot. And like I said, if you've, if you've worked with the medical field and, and the medications and the doctors are not helping you, I pray this does, to be honest. Uh, I don't have anything against the medical industry. I really don't. Myself, I don't do a lot. Now, if I have to go to a doctor, I will go to a doctor. I've had enough surgeries in my life from doing stupid stuff and having things happening um, that I realize that doctors are a necessity in this world. At the same time, I know the healing power of Jesus. And I know what Jesus can do for me. Now, you may be wondering, well, what's God know about anxiety what's jesus know about anxiety well if we take a look at and I, I picked out a couple of different places to look in the word of god that covers anxiety and you might think well anxiety is in the word of god it's in the bible well, yeah anxiety is not new it's been around for a very long time so what does anxiety look like in the word let's look at psalm 38 verse 18 for I confess my iniquity. I am full of anxiety because of my sin. And so sin is anything that gets between you and God. Something you know you shouldn't have done or, you know, and, and, it, and that's why it's sin. Because you know, according to the law, that you shouldn't have done it. Uh, it it's not supposedly allowed here. And... And so that can weigh on you. And here in this psalm, it is weighing on this individual. He's done something, and it's just so heavy on him. Now, you can go back and read the whole psalm so that you can get more context before and after his, his little confession here. And in Jeremiah chapter 49, verses 23-24, this Old Testament, it's a little bit harder to understand uh, the words don't necessarily flow as well, but he's saying here, it's starting in verse 23, it says, Concerning Damascus, Hamath and Arpad are put to shame, for they have heard bad news. They are disheartened. They, their anxiety, there is anxiety by the sea. It cannot be calmed. Damascus has become helpless. She has turned away to flee, and panic has gripped her. Distress and pangs have taken hold of her like a woman in childbirth. So here, you know, we're talking about anxiety. It can't be calmed down. So, you know, you can imagine somebody who hyperventilates. It's, it's like that. It just, you, you can't seem to stop it. And uh, as the anxiety grows, the fear grows, the panic grows. It, it just seems to all come together and, and multiply. And, and you become helpless, and panic grips you, and you just, I mean, here it even says, you know, distress and pangs have taken hold of her. And it can, it can manifest in a physical pain, or pain, uh, and you may feel like maybe your throat is restricting, your head's going to explode, uh, your heart's going to blow out of your chest, what, whatever it is, it can manifest in the physical, and make you feel things physically. And so it is, it is something we need to pay attention to. And, 
you might be saying, so if it's in the Word of God, so why do we have it? Because, you know, God loves us and, and all of this. And so why why anxiety? Why did He allow us to have that? Well, it didn't come from Him. Anxiety is a tool of the enemy. Now, if you're not a believer, let me, let me I'm going to put two things out there. One, there's God. And that's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Okay, And there's the enemy. That's the devil. His name is Lucifer. He was one of the most beautiful angels. Uh, he was in charge of money, and he was in charge of, of the uh, music. Okay, And he was the most beautiful. And he became full of himself. And he exalted himself against God. There was a war in heaven. And Lucifer and a third of the angels were kicked out of heaven where he fell down to earth. And he became Satan. That was just a real quick history lesson. So Satan does exist. You've got God. You've got Jesus. You've got the Holy Ghost. And you've got the devil. You've got Satan. And with him... Are the the principalities, the the demons, the foul spirits? He actually just much like the military, they have rank and order, and uh, he's at the head, and then it goes down from him. So we do have a devil that we battle against. Now, as we grow in the Word and as we get to know the Lord that battle becomes less and less ours and more and more victory. Because Jesus, part of his coming, part of the salvation package, which the word for salvation is soteria, and, and that's more than just salvation. It's, it's deliverance. It's preservation. It's safety and salvation. So, you know, there's so much more in that word than just salvation. Uh, I like Psalm 107.20. You know, for he sent his word and healed me and delivered me from all my destructions. God sent his word. Not just to me. If you're a believer, God sent his word to you. That word's knocking on the door. It wants you to receive it. He sent that word to you to heal you and to deliver you from all your destructions. And so the devil, because the word was sent to heal you and deliver you, it was sent to bring you salvation. It was, there's so much more, and I don't want to go into it all right now, but the word is key to such great things in this world and in the one to come. That the devil, he's got to take it. Satan, he comes for the word's sake. He, he really does. That's why anxiety if we look at John 10.10, 10, uh, Jesus is speaking and he says, The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Now, you go on down to Luke chapter 8, and this is, this is why anxiety. Okay, so that we know the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. In Luke chapter 8, starting in verse 11... It says, now the parable is this, and Jesus is speaking about a parable that he said about the, the seed and the sower. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. 
Those beside the road are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart so that they will not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky soil are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no firm root. They believe for a while, and in a, tempta- in a time of temptation they fall away. The seed which fell among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard, and as they go on their way, are choked with worries and riches and the pleasure of this life, and bring no, f- no fruit to maturity. But the seed in the good soil, these are the ones. These are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart, and they hold it fast, and they bear fruit with perseverance. So you say, why anxiety? Okay, Anxiety is there because it wants you, the devil uses anxiety to get you over into fear. Because fear and faith can't occupy the same space at the same time. They're opposites. Fear is faith perverted. Okay, God created faith and he gave us the measure of faith. When we got saved, he gave us the measure of faith. Faith produces God things. Fear, the devil can't create, so he took God's faith that God created, and he perverted it. He twisted it, and it became fear. Fear manifests things in this world that, honestly, we don't want to manifest. We don't need them. We don't want them. Uh, but because we are flesh and blood and we live in a fallen world, we have to resist it because there is temptation, there is sin, there is an adversary, and he just, he doesn't care about you personally. He just cares about preventing that word from going to work in this world. And so you're just a victim of what he's trying to do. So, what do we do about this? I mean, we we know what anxiety is. We, I mean, we know the definition of it. We've seen a vision of it in the Old Testament and the Psalms and in Jeremiah. And now we know why. Because, you know, the devil, he, he can't afford for you. He seriously cannot afford for the Word of God to go to work. Because... It's a yoke-breaking power. And, and quite honestly, when Jesus, when Jesus went to the cross for us, and he died, he was buried, and he was resurrected, those three days he spent in hell, and then being resurrected, that's the victory. He put the devil to shame. He paraded his, his defeat around because he defeated him soundly. And, and so as joint heirs, as believers, as joint heirs, that victory is ours. The devil doesn't want us to know that. And he doesn't want you in the Word of God. He wants you watching nonsense on television. And I call it nonsense. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not perfected. I'm guilty of watching things that that aren't explicitly Christian, right? And 
and so what I'm saying is there are things on the television, there are things on the radio, there are things in our daily life, whether it's our news or whatever, it's from the adversary. And its sole purpose is to get something into you so that he can use it to keep you from getting the word of God. And if he has to make you go crazy to do it, and, and you're willing to receive that, then that's what will happen. Now, my recommendation is don't be willing. Well, you might think, okay, wait a minute. What do you mean, don't be willing? How, how do I have any say in this? You know, my mind does its own thing and I can't stop it. Well, first thing you do, and I'm not being smart, I'm just being honest, okay? The first thing you do is you stop your mouth from speaking. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, and I, I did cover this quite a bit in a couple of my other podcasts, so I'm not going to go into it in depth. But what I'm going to tell you is that if you allow your mouth to speak things uncontrollably, those things are going to be manifesting in your life. And they're, they're going to get rooted down in your heart even deeper. The best way to get rid of it is not to focus on it, but to focus on God's Word. Because as you read it, as you speak it, as you hear it, it gets down inside you. It gets down in your heart. And then when you speak, you speak out of the heart. Well, what comes out? God's word comes out. And you'll find over time, for some people, maybe it's extremely quick. And for some people, it may be a longer process. But over time, as the word comes into your heart, the evil that's in your heart will go away. And I'm not saying you're an evil person. If you're suffering from anxiety, you're, you're just, you're not an evil person. Your actions can be evil. And I would recommend that you don't allow yourself to act on your anxiety. So so let's slow it down a little bit here and cover this just a little bit more. So, you know, you're, you're probably sitting there going, okay, come on, what do I do about it? Well, I, first thing I said was stop your mouth. Okay? Get the Word of God in your heart so that the Word of God's what's coming out of you. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25. And it says, anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down. Isn't that the truth? I mean, it could be like an anchor. You can feel like you can't even get out the door, let alone out of bed. Uh, it says, anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a good word makes it glad. So, why can't you get out of the house? Because a good word makes it glad. How do you make sense of that? Because people are on the other side of your door. And the good word that God put in them for you that day is on the other side of that door. And if you can't get outside that door, 
you're going to have a really hard time receiving that good word that God put there for you. Okay, and a good word makes the heart glad. 2 Timothy 1.7. Now this is one of my favorite verses. It truly is. And I keep this one close to me all the time. Uh, For God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So I know through this that God didn't give me fear. That's from the devil. But he did give me a spirit of power. He gave me a spirit of love and a spirit of a sound mind. So I can take this and I can use it against the devil. So what do I want to come out of my mouth? If I'm filled with anxiety or I'm, I'm getting off into fear, which getting off into fear allows the devil access and that's how he gets in there. And he, he will, I did one, a, a podcast here recently called fill in the cracks. Go back, listen to it too. Full of information on this, but he will literally get into that little bitty crack and try to pull it open wider and wider and wider until he's got you fully exposed. And you don't want to be fully exposed. So when an attack comes on, this is this is how I put fear in control. Okay? I worked on this. I, when I found this verse, I worked on this repetitively until I got it down inside me. My God. And I can claim him as my God. My God, he did not give me a spirit of fear. If he didn't give it to me, then I know it's from the enemy. If it's from the enemy, I sure as heck don't want it. And I am not going to receive it. I refuse fear because it is not from my God. I accept power, the spirit of power from my God. I receive that. The spirit of love from my God, I receive that. Glory to God. The spirit of a sound mind, I'd most definitely receive that. That means I have a sound mind. It's disciplined. It doesn't forget. It's sharp. Okay? That's mine. God gave it to me right here in this verse. 2 Timothy 1.7 And I can camp on that day and night and fear cannot rock my world. Now, did that happen overnight? No. I will be honest with you. I meditated this verse, which means nothing more than I I went through this verse over and over and over again. And I emphasized a different word each time I went through it, starting with the very first word for, and then I just went in sequence. And so the first time I said it, I, I emphasized the word for. And the next time I emphasized the word God, and then just so on and so on. But I did it until I got it down in my heart. It, it, if it stays locked in your head, it will do you absolutely no good. Because the word says, out of the heart a man speaks. And so is he. Okay, so you got to get it down in your heart. And that's what meditation does. It gets it down in your heart. These are weapons. Okay, the Word of God is a two-edged sword. It is the weapon. All right? And it builds our faith, and our faith is our shield against the enemy's arrows. That's why 
Satan comes to get the word. Because if he can steal the word from you, he can cripple your defenses and he can eliminate your weapon. And you start doing things like looping and, and acting out on the thoughts in your mind. Instead of your spirit being in control, your mind is. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. You are spirit, soul, and body. Your spirit is who is in charge. Keep him that way. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And then, of course, your body. Your five physical senses and all of that. It's the least of us. Sometimes it screams the loudest, but it is the least of us, the body. Okay? When we die and we go to heaven or hell, wherever we're going, um, and there's both, so... You, know, you can think all you want that, oh, hell doesn't exist, so I must go to heaven. No. Hell does exist. You have a choice. Make the right one. But you got to make the choice. It comes down to a choice. All of this is a choice. Honestly. You know, honestly, it's a choice. When this podcast is done, it's a choice for you whether you get into the Word of God and you go through these verses. I will post... Just like I have in the past, I'll post the outlines for my podcast on the website, on the blog page. Go in there. You can look at it. So if you don't get the verses right now, it'll be there. Okay? It will be there along with other resources. So take the time. Go through this stuff. Okay? Let's let's move on here. Let's look at Matthew uh, chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. And this is Jesus. He says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And our hearts cry out for that. Our hearts, we get so burdened under... Uh, the attacks of the enemy which anxiety is an attack of the enemy okay so like i said if you're being attacked you're the victim now let me let me run through this real quick because i want you to get this down in your heart too and this all comes from different verses in the bible but i've compressed it to where i can repeat it quickly and easily i am the victor and not the victim I am the head and not the tail. I am more than a conqueror. I am above and not beneath. I am a joint heir with Jesus Christ and I am seated on the right hand of God with him. I am a king and a priest. When God is for me, who can be against me? Now these are just some of the verses that, that are in the Word of God. And these are just some of the things that we talk about. So, if you're under attack, you're a victim. Well, if he says, if Jesus says about you that you are the victor and not the victim, then here's what you need to know. Jesus secured the victory. If you're a born-again believer, you're a joint heir with Jesus. Therefore, his victory is your victory. Now flip it. You are the victor not the victim. 
That means that you can rebuke. Use your shield of faith. You can rebuke that attack. And you can come out with the word of God. That's what comes out of your heart because you've fed your heart with the word. And you can... The devil will leave you when you use the word of God. He's going to come against you. Look at Jesus, okay? Jesus fasted 40 days. The devil came at him. Jesus was tempted where it wouldn't have been in the word. It would have never said he was tempted if he hadn't been. He was tempted. And the devil tempted him three times. And Jesus used the word of God against the devil twice. And the third time he rebuked the devil. The devil left him for a time. You're not going to be under constant attack. But you need to be combat ready all the time. Does that get tiring? No. Because the key is right here. Faith comes by hearing the word. And it gets down in your heart. You see it. So you're seeing it through your eyes. You're hearing it through your ears. It's getting down in your heart. You're meditating on it. So that when the attack comes, it's just like muscle memory. When the attack comes, the word of God comes out. Your defenses come up. Your shield is in place. Your faith is built up. Keep your faith built up. Stay in the word of God. If you're not in a church, get in one. Um, I know at this time and date with the way uh, the world is reacting to the virus, you know, you may not be able to go physically right now where you're at. Uh, then I would suggest be online. And if you're online, listen to multiples. But listen to good ones. They need to be preaching to you from the Word of God. So if you can hear a whole sermon from somebody and there's not a verse in there, if they don't reference a, a chapter and a verse at all, um, just drop that. That doesn't help you because if you don't know where to find the Word... How are you going to meditate it? And I, I, I'm pretty strict on that. I don't always hit every chapter and verse that I quote. But for the most part, the big ones, I, I put them down. And I like to make them available to you. Because you need to be equipped. I can speak it. But if you don't know where to go find it. So that you can take the time after the podcast is over. And sit down and meditate on it. What good have I done you? And I've given you a fish, but I haven't taught you to fish. The The doctors, if, if you're seeing a doctor and they keep continuously talking about the experience you had that is causing you to be anxious, they're just keeping that in front of you. And that's hard because if that's what you're focused on, if that's what you're seeing and that's what you're hearing, that's what's getting in your heart. If that's what you want to get out of your heart, then you got to quit seeing it and hearing it and replacing that with the Word of God. Because the devil is creating an image of yourself that is a lie and he's feeding it to you. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're a new creature in Christ. You are born from above. You are no longer of this world, even though you are in this world. 
Okay, and greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And that's the Holy Spirit who Jesus sends to you to dwell in you when you receive him as your Lord and Savior. So you're never alone. And the word of God is right there for you. So, okay, let's let's look at Romans 13, um, verses 12 through 14. It says, The night is almost gone, and the day is near. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave properly as in the day, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity and sensuality, not in strife and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lusts. Okay, key is the first part. It says, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness. Darkness relates to the devil. Okay. Put on the armor of light. Light is Jesus. Now he goes on to say, let us behave properly. Um, And it lists out some things. Uh, I understand religion has beat these things, beat people over the head with these things. Here's what I want to say about it. You're not a perfect man and you're not a perfect woman. You're not going to come into the Word of God perfected. You're going to come in with some dents, some dings, some rust, some holes here and there, some broken glass. And you're going to need some restoration. These are the dents, the dings, the holes, the rust, the broken glass. Okay? That's what he's talking about right here, the carousing, the drunkenness, the sexual promiscuity, sensuality, uh, strife, jealousy. It's, that's, that's the body damage, so to speak, that has to be restored. It is restored, it's a process, it's restored through the Word of God. As you get into the Word of God and you get the Word of God into you, these things are going to start to fall away because they just do not attract you anymore. Well, why don't they? Because you are gaining control over your mind and over your flesh. A lot of these things are fleshy things. The body wants to feel it. The body wants to sense it. And and your mind wants to obligate your body. And so the Word of God helps you to overcome this. Ephesians 6.10-12. through 12, this, is, this is a great place. And I spoke to part of this earlier. As a matter of fact. If you go through Ephesians 6. On your own. And, and check that out. He's going to talk about the full armor of God. Right here we're just touching on it. So it says. Finally be strong in the Lord. And in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God. So that you will be able to stand firm. Against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. So right there is, he's just, he's laying it all right out there. Here's what we're dealing with, okay? Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Yes, I know that person who yelled at you 
was flesh and blood, or the person who slapped you was flesh and blood, or the person you saw pass away was flesh and blood, okay? But that's not where the battle is. The battle is spiritual. The battle is all about the Word of God. It's not personal, and we make it personal. It's hard not to, but we can successfully change that because we are the victor, not the victim. The devil uses what he can to get at us because he wants the word. So, and if you're not, if you're not being attacked, if your life is peachy keen and you got nothing going on, you're not a threat. If you're not a threat, you might want to look at things. Okay. Because that, that, by default, that means you're just a little too close to the devil himself. He's not looking at you at all, and he's not concerned because you just, you pose no threat. So, and God doesn't like somebody who's lukewarm. He would rather you are hot or you are cold, but not lukewarm. Part of what I'm doing, part of my, my calling, is to help you to go from cold to hot. As quickly as possible. And if it's if if it's not through me directly, glory to God, may it be through somebody that, that I I share. There are so many preachers and teachers and prophets and apostles and, and pastors. I'm not the the win all. I'm just a token, okay? I am a child of God, a son of God. Allowing myself to be used by God to reach some people. But the power and the glory does not come through me. It comes through God. I'm just a man. Okay? A man who's willing to listen. Now, let's, let's, let's go on. I, I don't know why I needed to say that, but I need you guys to understand. Don't look at me. Do not look at me, okay? Don't put me on a pedestal. Don't raise me up. I was where each one of you were. And, and I've come up from there. And I've come up from there. And one, I've enjoyed the journey. Okay? But my journey's not done. Glory to God. I have people over me. Pastors, teachers, prophets, apostles. And I'm hungry for the word of God. And so I, I chase after them. Okay? Because they can help me go further. And so, and I call, and, and that's a mentor, a coach. And I, I do, my pastor is my mentor and my coach. So if you don't have one, um, you know, see if you can find one. But in the meantime... Keep listening to podcasts, listen and, and, and getting the word fed into you and stay in the word of God and get fed. Uh, and, and enough of that. We'll jump back into scripture here. That was a side run. First uh, Peter 5 verses 6 through 9. And this will be the last, last uh, verses I want to go through. It says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time. Casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. 
but resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. So let's go through this really quick. It says, Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time. He's going to lift you up. Okay? You've got an angel assigned to you. He's there to help you out. So, sidetrack, ministering spirits need the word of God in order to do something. So you can speak whatever you want all day long and a ministering spirit cannot go do anything unless it pertains to the word of God. So speak the word of God. Okay, back to this. It says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He loved us first. Okay, he loves us, period. Whether we're saved or not saved, he loves us. But he can do so much more for us when we're saved. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. you got to be on the alert because the adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. He's not a roaring lion. But he goes about acting like one so that he can instill fear in somebody so that he can go devour that somebody. So a key thing here is be fed up on the word of God so that your faith is strong. You've got your shield of faith. You've got your sword, which is the word of God. And you can rebuke and, and cast under the devil. You're the victor, not the victim. Now, it says be firm in your faith. It's, it tells you right here. But resist him. Be firm in your faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Get that in your heart. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Open the word of God. Start reading out loud. Start in the New Testament. Master the New Testament. Read it through four or five times before you really dig into the, the Old Testament. Okay? Now, I do like the Psalms and the Proverbs. There's a lot of wisdom there. There's a lot of heart involved in both of those. Uh, but as far as the rest of the Old Testament goes, wait. Wait until you've gone through the New Testament. You know, a couple of times. And gone through the Psalms and the Proverbs. Um, and, and it'll help you. Uh, one of my coaches, he helped me tremendously on the Psalms and the Proverbs because I'd open them up and look at them and i think, oh my gosh, I don't want to read through these because it's, you know, repetitive. Well, he told me, open it up and you, you start on one side of both. Okay, so if I start Psalm 1, maybe I, end, I start with the very last proverb. And each day or every couple of days, I'd read a psalm and a proverb and then a psalm and a proverb until I got through both of them. And that helped me out a lot because it's different. That way it's fresh every day. Okay, just a side note there. Uh, it will help you get the word down inside you. So what have we learned today? Anxiety is common. Okay, and, and speaking of common, in verse 9, not only does it say but resist him, firm in your faith. It also says, knowing that the same experiences of suffering, so the same anxiety that you suffer, is being suffered by your brethren who are in the world. You're not alone. This is not something that affects just you. Okay? It affects millions of people. And so... 
What do we need to know? We need to know we are the victor, not the victim. We are above and not beneath. We are the head and not the tail. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. If you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I ask you to do so. Just receive Him. Receive Him into your heart, confess Him with your mouth. It's that simple. Lord, I love you. I receive you. I want you as my Lord and Savior. I ask you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Lord, I confess you. You are my Lord and Savior, and I thank you for saving me. And allow the Holy Spirit to guide you through the Word of God. He's there with you. You got him for a reason. And this message was for a reason. This was not the message I was going to record today. And I may actually record a second message and, and just call it a bonus message. But when I got up this morning, the Lord put on my heart. Somebody needed this. You're not alone. Anxiety is a weapon of the enemy. It's a tool. Okay? You can defeat it. Jesus defeated it for you. I've given you a handful of tools here to use. I've given you a little bit of knowledge. Okay? Just as someone gave it to me. Get it down in your heart. Receive it in your heart. And start using it. There's a side effect. To the word of God. And I don't want you surprised by it. I want you to know about it. And that side effect is that there are other people out there who are lost. That when you start getting into the word of God. And you start growing in the word of God. They're going to fall away from you. Because they're still in fear. Don't beat them with the word of God. Care for them. Love them. Now. If they're still into things that, that you are trying to get out of, get away from them. It's just like in the military when they taught us in basic training. When there's a gas attack, you put your mask on first. Because if you don't, if you go to that other person to put theirs on first, you're both going to die. Because you can't sustain the gas attack without putting your mask on first. Okay, that separation from that person um, and, and getting into the Word of God. The Word of God is your gas mask. Use it. Now, my recommendation is this. If you're married and you're having trouble with your spouse because of your anxiety, don't shut them off. If you got to distance yourself, distance yourself a little bit. Make sure they understand. And don't get divorced. Don't, don't think that divorce and isolating yourself from everything and everyone is, gonna, is the answer. It's not. All that does is give the devil more time and more access to your mind. And that's where he attacks you at, is your mind. Don't let him get you. You are more valuable than that. You are. 
You may not think you're valuable, but you are. If you weren't valuable, he wouldn't be attacking you. And I wouldn't spend my time talking to you right now. You're loved. You're valuable. Okay? Put major decisions on hold at this time. Get yourself into the Word of God. Devote yourself. Give yourself a certain amount of time each day at a minimum. And, and be in the Word. It doesn't matter to... Look, it's as simple as this. I told you earlier that, that 2 Timothy 1.7, For God did not give me a spirit of fear. He gave me a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. That I used that. And I meditated that. That was the only verse I said throughout the day. The only verse I read throughout the day. For many days until it got down inside me. If all you find is one verse and it speaks to your heart, meditate that verse till you get it down inside you. But get it down inside you. Okay? Don't make any major decisions. Don't do anything drastic or impulsive. Stop. Get quiet. Hear from the Lord. And if you don't know what that sounds like, it sounds like the Word of God. The Lord is not going to tell you anything that's contrary to His Word. And yeah, you got to watch out because the devil knows Scripture. But he will twist it. And that's how you find out it's Him. He will twist it. So, you know, I really hope I've helped you. It's safe to go outside, guys. It is safe. If you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, He's with you always. Kenneth Hagin's got some great books out there. Uh, Keith Moore's got some stuff out there. Kenneth Copeland, you know. And don't, don't dismiss these people because the media likes to attack them. There's a reason the media likes to attack them. Because they preach the word. And so, you know, check out the website, truepatriotministries.org. I don't sell anything on there, but I've got links on there that will take you to uh, other ministers' websites, other resources, uh, suicide hotlines, um, all kinds of stuff, Okay. There's notes from this podcast, from previous podcasts. And some of the notes have gotten links to, if I referenced a book um, or an audio in there, you know, it's got links to it. So you can go in there and explore, and it's a safe place. I'm not here to sell you anything. Okay? I'm here to help you hear the Word of God. And... Uh, I'll leave it there for now. I, I love you guys. God's with you. Okay? He's not against you. God is for you. He's not going to put you in anything that you can't handle. The enemy is crafty, but he doesn't have any new tricks. They're the same old tricks he's done for generation after generation after generation. Just use the word of God. Kick him in the head. Rebuke him. Put him underfoot. 
Don't give him power. Steal the power away from him if you have given him power in the past. It's yours. The victory is yours. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore he says when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men.